City on the Edge podcast with Mike and Ty and Nora and Nora Hickey, who is uh, joining us for the first time ever, but hopefully this will be the, the first of many times in the future. Um, Nora, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Why are you here? Thanks for having me. Um, I am a former student of Ty and Mike's who I first... Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember teaching you anything. <laughs> they taught me how to break into buildings. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's that. <laughs> no, they taught me about life in Albuquerque when I moved here from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Where we met in school. Yes. I like the idea that we would have a class on this. Like, hey, just hang out with Ty and Mike, and we'll just teach you how to live in Albuquerque. And, you know. I feel like if we asked everyone who knew you, what they learned from you, there would be something really concrete and Albuquerque or New Mexico related. Okay, all right. That could be true. So oh, I'm bringing one. my um, my poetic angle. Yes, uh, Nora is a, a fabulous poet. She's been published in, uh, in Guernica, Massachusetts Review. Where else? Um, some local places, the Weekly Alibi, Edible, um, and different places for poetry. Right. Willow Springs. Check right, them out. Springs. Support small literary journals. Nice. Well, you've been in the big national ones too, so you've been, you know, you're you're making yeah. your name as a poet. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, totally. Thanks. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, she's written food stuff for the Alibi, mm-hmm. art stuff for the Alibi. Yeah. Um, and then edible, I guess, is obviously yeah. food writing. Yeah, coffee um, specifically. Yeah, so. And you're also a serial arsonist, right? No, different Nora. <laughs> different Nora. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's Nora R. Hickey. Uh, okay. I'm Nora S. Hickey. Oh, okay. okay. That's yeah, a good I, I should do my research, right? Yeah. Yeah. No the problem we, with Google. We wanted you to be a co-host on this podcast forever, and your schedule is just tricky. To You know, our schedules mm-hmm. are tricky, and it's hard to line. It's, it's already hard to get two people in the same place at the same time sometimes. And... and uh, I, I, I don't know. I just want you on here as, as often Aww, as you can. Thanks. But uh, I have this a is problem great. joining clubs, so. Yeah. It's not a club, know. it's a. Well, no, but my <laughs> other clubs are keeping me from. Oh, you have a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like what an addiction. Clubs you keep joining? Um, you know, this one club where you pay basically to drink and do philanthropy. Um, what? So <laughs> I'll explain it another podcast. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, the reason that we uh, we thought this would be a good uh, a good time for you to sort of jump jump into the podcast game with us is that you uh, you've been working with uh, David Dunaway, a um, a professor at the University of New Mexico, an expert on uh, on Pete Seeger mm-hmm. and uh, folk music of the '60s. Yeah. Um, and also a uh, one of one of our local experts, um, and he's got you know international prestige associated with this, of uh, on Route sixty six, which right. of course goes right through the center of Albuquerque. Right. So we thought that we would uh, bring you and your uh, your your expertise on, and um, we've got an interview that you did with with David Dunaway yes. that we're going to mm-hmm. be playing a little bit Sweet. here. Yeah. So David Dunaway was the first person to take a chance on me in New Mexico. Um, I was his graduate assistant. It was my first job when I came Uh down here. I didn't have a car, so I rode buses and biked to his 
faraway home Mm -hmm. where I learned a lot about Route 66 and helped him um, with his book, which is out now, A Route 66 Companion, and it Mm -hmm. compiled different writings. Is it about you? Are you the companion? Oh, that would be clever. Yeah. I thought you hated puns. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They're funny when I make them. Oh, that's true. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that idea for the second. Because you're helping him. Yeah. My name is in the book. It was like the first time my name appeared in an acknowledgement. Oh, okay. You've been officially acknowledged. That's cool. That's awesome. So I talked to him about Route 66, um, the history, because he collects oral histories mm-hmm. of people living on Route 66 and has for a while, particularly in the southwest in New Mexico. Okay. So I thought we would start with uh, just a, a discussion of, um, of the basic history of, uh, of Route 66 and, and its role in kind of Albuquerque's development. I know both Mike and I have, uh, have written about this, and of course, as a person who lives here in Albuquerque, uh, you can't help but uh, be on Route 66 a, a good deal of the time that you're here. Um, of course, Route 66, where it passes through Albuquerque, is Central Avenue, at least the post-1930. 32 orientation is that right. right? I think that's right. Okay, so um, to clarify that, Route 66 was officially um, designated in 1927. Okay. And it originally went from Santa Fe down south through Albuquerque on 4th Street, right down right. to uh, down to Isleta. Okay. So if you go to um, if you go to uh, Central and 4th Street and you look north, uh, I think, well, you can look That's south right. still. Through Borelis, right? Through Borelis, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, down through uh, through Isleta. Mm. Um, I don't actually know where it went after that, but it, it went mm. somewhere down south. It, I know it passed through uh, near La Madera Road, back by, just um, east of San Felipe Pueblo. You can see oh, the, yes, old, the old, the, the old route back there. Right. One time I was driving on La Madera Road with some friends, and... Um, uh, this guy showed up with a big Route 66 Smithsonian ma- uh, magnet on the side of his car, and he was trying to retrace the original route of the whole thing. And wow. he was like, I just found it. It's back there in those hills. Yeah. And we had this long conversation with him standing in the, in the middle of the road, and I gave him a copy of my book that I happened to have in my car. And we just, it, was, it was cool. So what this, what this thing is that, um, that, uh, that Mike's referring to is if you drive on uh, I-25 north to Santa Fe and you look to the right, uh, mm-hmm. just before you get to San Felipe Pueblo, uh, turn off. There is this big. They call it the big cut, and it looks like somebody took an axe and yeah. just hacked into the mesa over there. And that's a place where the old Route 66 actually passed through that area. It was considered quite the feat of engineering in its day, uh, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Um, although it uh, it did not um, survive as a feat of engineering for very long. Um, and then the other place where Route 66 passed uh, in that direction that's kind of notable is. When you're going up La Bajada Hill, mm. which is uh, between what Cochiti Pueblo and Santa Fe, that big right. uh, rise in elevation, and you look to the left, you can just see an indication of a winding dirt road that's coming down, and that is the old Route 66 where it passed um, up into La Bajada. That's interesting. And supposedly it was so difficult and treacherous of a of a of a of a rise that people would actually um, there would be uh, natives and and other local people hanging out at these various turns on La Bajada, mm. waiting uh, for some freaked out Easterner or something to give up on driving up La Bajada and have them jump into the road and pay in, into the car and pay <laughs> them to drive wow. them the rest of the way up. 
So <laughs> how funny. Neat. But then something happened that changed the orientation of Route 66. That's true. I think it was 1926 when New Mexico Governor Arthur Hannett lost uh, his bid for re-election, and he was so angry at the uh, the establishment in Santa Fe that he had it uh, that Route 66 rerouted through Albuquerque to just to piss off um, everybody <laughs> in Santa Fe, basically, and. Um, the, uh, the construction of Route 66 through Albuquerque into Harris Canyon and um, and on that east-west route like that uh, was just fraught with sabotage the whole time. People oh, really? were destroying equipment, and they had to put armed guards on on all of the areas to undo it. And all the workers were working, thinking, oh, any second now, uh, this is all uh, this is all going to fall apart. This guy, as soon as the new governor comes in here, we're going to all get fired, and they're right. going to go with the original route. But that's not what happened. So the official date is that that was 1937 is when it was officially reoriented. So yeah, probably okay. the construction was happening in 1936. Okay. Interesting. Um, and that's where Route 66 now follows the path of Central through Albuquerque. Interesting, interesting. And... Uh, See, you guys are my teachers. I'm already well, learning so much. You're going to teach us stuff, too. You, you were, like, doing hands-on research for a long time, right? I mean... Yeah. 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 My okay. first experience with Route 66 was driving my mom's RV to the KOA off of Juan Tabo in Central, Route yeah. 66. Um, my first meal was the Wiener Schnitzel. The Wiener Schnitzel over um, there? Yeah. yeah. Good okay. hot dogs. Um, and then I rode my bike down central it's not very bike friendly i discovered it's kind of a strange part of central Mm -hmm. now this is you know the classic route 66 part of central avenue is is probably from what like uh knob hill east to the mountains that's where all the Mm -hmm. old Mm -hmm. uh classic motels are and so forth and unfortunately well what does it look like now what was your impression when you were a young uh albuquerque and a uh where where is it you're from minnesota Wisconsin. Was Wisconsin, sorry. Um time. Yeah. That's such an insult where I'm from. <laughs> Is it? I don't even know. Wet, cold, and drunk. That's that's uh right. <laughs> well, Basically yeah, what those but <laughs> we're wetter, colder, and drunker than Minnesotans, so but So yes. when you came down here and uh, you got a an eyeful of uh, of East Central and Route sixty six, what what were your impressions at that point? It looked so um so beautifully beat up like Mm -hmm. in this new way it was all very I think because the air here is thinner Uh and the sun is always beating down so everything seems so clarified Uh, in all its ugliness yeah okay and no (laughs) green but I found it so such a different palette um and so did you it sounds like you kind of you didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it. That's cool. See, yeah. Some people, they hate it. They come right. from a place where there's a lot of greenery and, you know, maybe a place where buildings are all new, <laughs> you know, suburbs right. and so forth. They come out here and they see this and they, they get really uptight about it. Um, I think it's to your credit that you saw that as, as beautiful in its way. Thanks. Do yeah. you remember any particular aspect of, of Route 66-ness that caught your eye about it? Definitely the old hotel or motel signs mm-hmm. and the diners. I, I was sort of taken with the idea of the diner. And yeah. there was Max on the Rough and mm-hmm. um, some other weird burger dandy. There was these these old <laughs> diner signs that I, I was like, oh, I wish I could right. experience that. You ever go to... Um, it's like 
what is the one that's on, uh, it's right by my house and I can't remember what it is right now. Liana's or something. Ah, uh, oh crap, I can't believe hmm. I... It's constantly in Better Call Saul. Hmm. Oh. Oh, what is that place? Oh, um, Loyola's. Loyola's. Loyola's, yeah. Loyola's yeah, Diner. That's a good diner. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's not, I mean, it hasn't been continuously owned by Loyola's family since the 60s or anything, but it sure looks like, a, a, you know, a, a classic um, Route 66 diner. I was so surprised that they used that in Breaking Bad in the last season and in Better Call Saul, and they never show that gun pawn shop mural out the window. Oh, that yeah. is so strikingly cinematic and horrible. Like you'd think <laughs> they would like like that would be in the back of a window at some point. Like why why not use that if it's there? Right, so, right. So strange. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, I know what you're saying though. That like the classic. Chalk's pop, chop, or was it Pop's chocolate shop? Right. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but that it's decaying yeah. too. Yeah. Is, you know. It's yeah. definitely decaying. I mean, a lot yeah. of those old motels have uh, fallen into a um, a second sort of half life of being, you know, basically flop houses, places mm-hmm. for uh, people to live who don't have anywhere else to go. Drug use and prostitution right. and so forth uh, at a large number of them. I have a, another student question. What okay. is a flop house? <laughs> oh. What is the origin of that term? Um, I think that, I, you know, I couldn't tell you the exact origin, but, uh, you know, I, I see it as like the old, um, the, the cheapest possible accommodations. Oftentimes, you know, in the old days, it used to be like dormitory style. Okay, know, yeah. But, um, you know, when I use it like this, I just mean like it's a place where, you know, um, you just kind of need a place to flop down for the night. You're not too worried about whether it's oh, going to yeah. have a continental breakfast or not, you know. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's nice that it has a color TV, but mainly you're trying to avoid, like, bed bugs. Bed bugs, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, let's see. What else can we say about Route 66 uh, as it goes through Albuquerque? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's to me it's interesting that it, the evidences of it are still everywhere. Yeah. You know, if you, if you drive down Route 66 with an eye, or down Central Avenue with an eye for it, you just see all these old signs. I, I would say that I don't think the city has done a particularly great job in preserving the yeah. feel mm-hmm. of, of how it used to feel, which was, I mean, not that I was there, you know, right. in its heyday or anything, but, like, you, you can see enough of these classic signs. I mean, like, businesses will, like, add a video screen to an old Route 66 sign, you know? Yeah, like, it, yeah. it's, it just looks so tacky and stupid. Or they'll add, like, some huge modern-looking sign to some old one. You know, they'll t- tear down the original business, keep part of the sign. To, yeah. You know? I love that book, Duke City Sign, that I know I've mentioned on this podcast before, for just for documenting the signs of Route 66 and the rest of the city. Um, I, uh, you know, I think it's neat. I think it's an interesting alternate chapter of the city that, I, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a major era of Albuquerque history. Yeah. You have the, you know, as far as really modern Albuquerque history, you have the two tuberculosis epidemic mm-hmm. and you have route 66, like, mm-hmm. and then you have the defense stuff later right. on, but that's like, it's a major, a major chapter. Have you guys ever yeah. been downtown on Sunday nights? Sure. No, what's going on downtown on Sunday nights? It's a total cruising. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Cruising. That's, yeah. That's something Place. I find really interesting because people will talk about cruising in this very nostalgic way, and it's still happening. But when people talk about it happening now, they often talk about it like it's just this total pestilence, you know, like yeah, it's yeah. it's just bringing crime and everything with it. 
Um, well, modern things that involve young people are bad. Yes. But, you know, when you, when this older generation did it in different looking cars, then it, then it was just amazing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? Well, and also, I mean, right. I can't help but think that, um, you know, there's a, there's a racial element there. But oh, sure. Possibly yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, not to dwell on that or anything. Yeah. So, Mike, any particular favorite Route 66 icons in uh, the Albuquerque area oh, or that's nearby? A good um, um, as far as iconic images go, I love that Ernst Taz photo of Route 66 going th- uh, by San Mateo. No, I think it's, yeah, it's like San Mateo and Central. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. you, you know that, that old or it's, photo? it's uh, Carlisle and Central. Is it really? Looking uh, east towards San Mateo and Central. Oh, I think you're right. Okay. you can see the big, uh, yeah, the big the bank, bank of the building. West. Bank of the West building. Or, okay. Yeah. I, um, iconic. You know, I, a lot of my love of Route 66 in this area is up in the mountains. Like, I, okay. I grew up in Cedar Crest, and, you know, Terrace Canyon is just full of interesting remnants mm-hmm. of, of Route 66. Um, there's the old, um, what was that, the Mountain Lodge Motel was up there. It had, you, you, if you've driven through Terrace Canyon ever, there's still an old sign of, a, like, a Mexican man sitting on top of a donkey. Um, yeah. A little stereotypical, but... but um, you know, it says Mountain Lodge, and until recently, it was a, it, had, it had been adapted into a chain of apartments, but it burned. This is not uh, off the highway. This is you have to get off the highway to see this. This thing, is right? it's right off of Route sixty six. You can okay. see it. You can see it from uh, what they they've renamed it. They've given it a different number, but it's old Route sixty six. Like how could you get there? Like you go oh, east just, on just Central head east and uh, and look to your left as you're as you're and keep going on Central and yeah. kind of up. Yeah, just Carnwell. keep going. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you're almost to Carnwell, I think mm-hmm. is where it is. Uh, you'll you'll see that. I could be wrong. It might be past Carnwell, but um, it's uh, it's it's off of Route 66 up there. I also like um, into Harris Canyon. If you go, um, there there's this rock wall you can see on your right at one point, and you look down. Um, there was a little community around there called Los Alamos. You can find on some old turn of the century maps. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go down there, there's the original route of Route 66, and uh, it's it's still down there. And there's an old concrete bridge. Oh, it's wow. really cool. It's really like being reclaimed by nature, which I always love watching. And right, like, go nature. <laughs> and <laughs> um, but uh, and you can see a little bit of an old stagecoach road down there too. It's really okay. it's really interesting. I have a photo in 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 my book, uh, Towns of the Sandy Mountains, of an old uh, uh, like a, a wagon with wheat stacked in the back oh. being hauled along that turn but that was the original Route 66 turn but apparently it was dangerous and they oh, okay. they changed that right um, you know I don't know I, to me I'm, I'm intrigued by all those like little weird diners and little weird stops like out in Cedillo mm-hmm. that, that big uh, gas station that's out in Cedillo right now um, where is Cedillo? Cedillo it's between the uh, the uh, Sandia Mountain Towns and Edgewood it's about, oh, okay. it's about halfway and um, na- named after a family um, and, uh, and that area was connected to Barton as well, which was a, a city outside of Edgewood. Edgewood was oh. New Barton at one point. And that was like, they were like this little bean farming town and they had nothing going on. It was like, <laughs> let's grow beans and die. You know, <laughs> like it was horrible. It was written into their city yeah. charter. <laughs> I, I, man, I, I thought about doing a book about that area once and I'm like, this is just too bleak. I'm not yeah. sure if I have the chops yet to spin this. <laughs> but uh, no, I, of course people, you know, they were doing good stuff, but Route 66 came through there. And uh, it was just hope for a lot of people. It was like, oh, here's like opportunity. We can set up a little shack, and people mom, are moving. Through. Mom can make her pies, and dad right. can fix their cars, and you know, I mean, there's a little sexist gender roles back then. But <laughs> what, do you, what do you what do you do? And uh, and people did stuff like that, and they put billboards up for miles. I mean, 
you know, the, the history of the Sandias and of Albuquerque are very connected to Route 66. Like, the, uh, the Cedar Crest Resort, which became the town of Cedar Crest up in the mountains, that was, um, they did all their advertising on, on series of billboards like Dairy Queens do now, um, mm-hmm. back, back in the day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's just very connected. I mean, I have, you know, uh, many, I think we all have just stories of Central Avenue that are Route 66 stories sure. in some sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I've always loved that idea. I just love roads. I love, I, you know, as, as much as I love wilderness, I, I also have to love roads, which are kind of their opposite, because they're just, they point away to somewhere else. They're like your ticket out of there. And Route 66, mm-hmm. that must have been an amazing appeal. If you ever read accounts of people driving across country early on, there's a really interesting new book, too, about the early automobile pioneers. I was looking at it at Bookworks. I forget the title, but it, it looked really interesting. But... Back then, if you wanted to drive across the country, you were, like, on a maze of dirt roads. You were just, like, going everywhere. You were piecing right. it together. There was no clear, direct route. I think there were a couple of coastal roads that w- would take mm-hmm. you most of the way that way. But if you wanted to go across the country, you were having to just pick your own route out. And so all of a sudden, there was this huge route from Chicago to Santa Monica that was like, well, we can do, like, the whole country yeah. on, like, a nicely paved road. Or not the whole country, but the whole of oh, this, good of, chuck. Of this mm-hmm. new Western world. Yeah. You know? And uh, and that must have been thrilling. That must have been so cool. No wonder people were excited about that. That's right. You know, right. I I'd, I'd want to get out there and drive that too. So I'm curious when you were in uh, when you were living in uh, Wisconsin. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, was had you was was Route 66 something that you you'd heard about that you had impressions of? Yeah, I had heard about it, and I feel like I've heard about it through the lens of German tourists, that Germans loved Route 66. Germans, yeah. Um, And I don't know if that's because Germans also visited Milwaukee, so they were wearing Route 66 shirts or something. Okay, that's an interesting, like, stereotype that I've never heard. Yeah, but (laughs) that was sort of my first stereotype of Route 66, was that Germans Germans love it. (laughs) Yeah. And you, uh, you took a road trip down Route 66 fairly recently, right? Um, down, you went through Grant's? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that was, was that like? really depressing. Yeah. My goodness. I was hopeful, because, well, there were a lot of those Dairy Queen signs um, on 40, so mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this will just be a beautiful 66th Street with a Dairy Queen on it, but right. it was really run down and a lot of abandoned storefronts. And that's the thing, right? Like, once we had I-40 taking the traffic from Route 66, it, this mini-boom collapsed, you know. Right, and all the new buildings were right off of 40, you know, the yeah. hotels, the chains. The ones that all look the same, too, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I don't know how a town like Grants overcomes that. <laughs> I don't know either. Don't know. I've, I've heard that they're actually, uh, Grants is actually making some steps to uh, to try to attract some Route 66 tourism with, hmm. you know, erecting, like, neon arches and that sort of thing. I, I have no idea how effective that is. Beats but. uranium mining. I would encourage that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the other thing that they're known for. Right. Well, why don't we uh, go ahead and um, go into this interview that you did with uh, with David Dunaway. Would you set us up for that? Tell us a little bit about, uh, about yeah. Professor Dunaway. And so uh, Professor Dunaway is an uh, instructor at UNM um, where he teaches English. So he teaches composition and then publishing, creative nonfiction, um, and as an author, he has a lot of experience in publishing and writing. He has written books 
on Route 66, also, as Ty said, Pete Seeger, mm-hmm. Aldous Huxley. Hmm. Um, I think he has nine books under his belt. So That's awesome. Oh, wow. He's a book machine. Good for him. Which is impressive. Yes. And so he graciously agreed to talk about his Route 66 experience. He had a radio show. He's also well-versed in radio mm-hmm. on Route 66. It was called Across the Tracks. On It oh. was a Route 66 story. I have it here on tape. Yeah. Oh, do you? Mike okay. has the tapes. Yeah. I, I got it from Nora in like a white elephant gift party or something once. She had extra You're copies. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I learned yeah. a lot from it. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, look look at uh, look at the mother road with David Dunaway. Uh, like many Uh, 
Pueblo, I think there are some 15 Indian nations along Route 66, and it's stretched from Illinois to California. So it's my take on Route 66, where I have leaned over these uh, 15 years that I've worked as a consultant to the National Park Service corridor, Route 66 corridor preservation program, has been to look at the multicultural identity of a road, which has been white-breaded, which is in America's imagination often associated, if you're over 60 years old at least, with the Route 66 TV series, which was two young white guys in a hot Corvette going back and forth across America, rarely on Route 66, ironically, uh, and to discover themselves and discover the country. And it's that process of discovery and that iconography of freedom which makes Route 66 distinct. I think that looking backwards part of Route 66 is what may ultimately uh, destroy it. Because nostalgia is uh, puts a, a veneer of plastic and cement uh, and sweet-smelling uh, flowers over a controversial history. Uh, as Michael Wallace, the leading author on Route 66, uh, put it in my documentary, Route 66 did not cause discrimination, but it sure traveled to a lot of places where discrimination was the law of the land. And I'm afraid that uh, that old image of Route 66 of poodle skirts and Lindy dancing and sock hops and old Coke bottles uh, is finally being replaced. I'm glad that this is happening. Finally being replaced with a more balanced historical understanding. Uh, uh, it's Barelas, 
because Route Albuquerque has one of the few places where Route 66 crosses Route 66, right at 4th Street in Central. Route 66 used to run down from Santa Fe until some legislators irritated the governor one time too many, and he decided he would just skip Santa Fe and run that road all the way from uh, Santa Rosa due west. Wow. So it's got many stories with it and, and much history, some terrific motels that are now being revived and updated. Many people come to Albuquerque just to drive on Route 66. In New Mexico, well, I'll tell you one favorite place, and it's, just, it's on the border of Texas. A little town called Glen Rio, it's Texas, but it's right on the border. Uh, Glen Rio is the other side of Tucumcari. Uh, it's got more chickens than people. Uh, it's got a whole series. You can go there today and move into a motel uh, where they won't charge you anything. There might or might not be a bed. Uh, there might or might not be a door. Uh, and you might have chickens in your front yard, but nobody will bother you. Uh, there in Glen Rio. It's a ghost town on the New Mexico-Texas border. Um, New Mexico has one of the longest stretches of Route 66 that's still drivable. Uh, not all of it is drivable. But you know, I guess if I had a choice, I'd get off the highway at Tucumcari, and I'd, I'd take that, uh, uh, that uh, uh, road uh, that runs along the freeway just to the south, and I'd head out to Glen Rio. And after a few miles, the freeway would recede miles away, and you'd be back in the 1940s. And you'd just drive, and you'd get a little scared because there's no signs, and there's nothing there, but you're moving east, you're moving east towards Texas. And after many twists and turns, you drop down into Glen Rio, Texas. And, uh, well, it's a way of time traveling on four wheels. St. Louis, Joplin, Missouri, and Oklahoma City looks mighty pretty, you'll see. So that was David, and you can tell that he has a lot of experience driving on Route 66, and I remember transcribing interviews with him and his Route 66 interviewees, um, and I remember one thing that he talked about in both Route 66 Companion and mm -hmm. us just talking was that there is this totally idyllic view right. of this road. And as I talked about, oh, the diners, the malts, you know, yeah. the neon signs. The rock and the roll. Families. Yeah. yeah. Um, the neon. And it's easy to attach that to Route 66. Right. Probably why Germans love it. Um, <laughs> you know, they have a dark history and need a little light. Um, but I... But... <laughs> Route 66 isn't all happy. Right. Um, it's yeah. It's got its darker elements, like he he mentions in the in the piece, especially if you were not, you right. know, affluent white. Right. Yeah. Like like so many things, there, right. there's another story to tell. I'm sure it had those elements. murderous drifters too. And, right. You know, right. <laughs> and even in Albuquerque, you know living in Albuquerque and the tourists coming down. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder what it was like getting just out of the city, especially having read uh, the author 
Leslie Marmon Silco, who's mm-hmm. from the Laguna Pueblo, which right. Route 66 yeah. runs through. It passes right through the middle of it, like right. he says, yeah. Granddaughter of the guy who named Albuquerque's first streets. No way. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Cur- Cur- Colonel Marmon, who named all the numbered streets and the element streets. Down. Oh, cool. I have no idea. Yeah. Me neither. Wow. Okay. Fun fact. Yeah. And, and she tells a story of her, I believe her grandma and her mom, driving back one night from Albuquerque mm-hmm. and almost being run off the road by three guys um, right. on a desolate stretch of Route 66, so they started carrying guns. And so it's, it's an essay about guns, essentially, and women and huh. the danger women face in different situations. Right, especially, um, I don't know, what, what would you say, like, being native? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's, what's her conclusion in that? Is she like, yay guns at the end? <laughs> I think she's more like, boo, mm. violence against women. Oh, okay. Um, but uh. that guns felt necessary in that, in in their life in some right. way. Right, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, there's the, the Negro Motorist Green Book, which was uh, produced mm-hmm. in the... Um, I believe uh, from the 30s to the 60s, and this was literally a uh, a guidebook for for African American travelers to find places where they would not be harassed, where they could stay and where they could eat. You know, and so Whoa. this definitely shows a wow. different uh, different side of. Um, wow, you found this. That's yeah, amazing. you can you can find this online if you look it up uh, under the name Negro Motorist Green Book. There are different editions of it. Um, wow. It says right on the front of it, it says, carry your green book with you. You may need it. Travel is fatal to prejudice, it says underneath that, which is a quote from Mark Twain, which is a kind of a nice nice juxtaposition. I think it shows maybe some hope that there's a, through the, 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 the bringing together of America through the road system, maybe prejudice could, could be uh, dissipated. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Interesting. And it says at the um, at the end of the introduction, it says, there will be a day sometime in the near future when this guide will not have to be published. That is when we as a race will have equal opportunities and privileges in the United States. It will be a great day for us to suspend this publication, for then we can go wherever we please and without embarrassment. But until that time comes, we shall continue to publish this information for your convenience each year. So are they still publishing this? <laughs> Sadly, um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I do think that the fact that they are not publishing this is an indication of how much things have improved, That's although, good. as you sardonically right. note, uh, it, things are still not uh, perfect. Oh, man. Um, but I thought it was interesting to note that there are some, uh, some listings for Albuquerque. So yeah. as of 1946, uh, if you were African-American passing through Albuquerque, you could stay at the uh, the Ideal Hotel, which is in on Marquette, uh, down near the university area. Hmm. Is this still there? Oh, yeah. um, I don't believe it is still there. Uh, you could eat at Aunt Brenda's Pit Barbecue at 406 North Arno Street. Um, that was uh, where that is today is, uh, well, where it was then is the intersection of Arno Street and Grand Avenue, which later became Martin Luther King uh, Avenue. Hmm. Um, interestingly appropriate enough. And I, I don't know whether that indicates that there was an African-American um, population who lived there. I wonder. That's a pretty but long street. But, yeah. but certainly uh, Aunt Brenda was herself uh, African-American. Uh, we're, we'll post a... Um, a copy of the advertisement from the Albuquerque Journal uh, journal that um, talks about her uh, her restaurant. Uh, 
Read it. Let's hear this. It says, Aunt Brenda's friends say, her barbecue cannot be beaten. So come where the best people meet to eat. Just taste her sauce. So that was Aunt Brenda's pit barbecue, where you could get barbecued pork, pork ribs, and barbecued beef in 1946. Uh, Yeah, and delicious fried chicken. Um, And there was a, a woman whose house was right up the street from Aunt Brenda's restaurant, and her name was Mrs. Kate Duncan, and she was willing to take in travelers uh, to stay the night in Albuquerque if you were cool. passing really through. Cool. So I thought yeah. that, you know, kudos to Aunt Brenda and, and Mrs. Kate Duncan um, for making Albuquerque a little, a little more cosmopolitan in the 1940s than perhaps people would have thought. Interesting. You know, I've, I've never read anything really satisfyingly conclusive about, like, the racial atmosphere of early 20th century Albuquerque. I've heard so much different stuff. I mean, because yeah. Albuquerque was one of the, was an early city to get rid of segregation, right? And, and, it, was all, and it was also, um, I mean, we had it mm-hmm. at, at some points, yeah. but it was also um, Japanese internment never happened here. You know, and it only happened in Clovis, the only town in 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 uh, New Mexico that went for it was Clovis. So shame on you, Clovis, or on your parents or grandparents. Um, from from what I've read, now we did have Japanese internment camps in the state right. <laughs> yes. before I mean, here. So how many yeah, miles away is that? Uh, there was that. I think there was one in like basically in town almost, but but uh, definitely one down by Lordsburg and. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I feel like... Well, there was certainly a German internment camp, but right. that was an actual POW camp in, right. in Albuquerque, but not um, not one for Japanese citizens of, of the United yeah. States. Japanese. I know the KKK tried to get a foothold here and was unsuccessful. They had a, a big cross burning over by UNM in, I think, the late 20s, and it just, like... It didn't appeal to people, it, you know. <laughs> they were like, they were like, eh, I could yeah, take it or leave it. You know, like I mean, you know, say what you will about the city, but like it's been pretty multicultural from the start, mm-hmm. you know. And and whatever whatever that means, whether, right. whether there were oppressors and oppressed, I mean, yeah, there definitely were at times. This is definitely something that but, I want to investigate, you know, yeah, with but, with someone who's an expert in that right, area. You know, right, I don't know be, a huge amount. It'd be great to yeah get somebody who really knew that stuff on here sometime. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Now, else? one thing I'd like to point out is that uh, we I did cut out a section of this interview where uh, where David Dunaway talks about um, what some people perceive as an existential threat to uh, to Route 66 that's happening right now, which is the Albuquerque Rapid Transit System. Mm. Um, something that we are going to get into next week, and we'll uh, we'll play that section of, or next episode, and we'll play that section of the interview so that we can see what uh, what Dunaway has to say about that. I think cool, it's, it, cool. he has an interesting and passionate response about it. So nice, nice. Yeah. Worth, worth mentioning. You know, it just occurred to me that we never transitioned from the previous episode into this episode. Okay, uh, lay it on us. All right, let's see. Uh, a lot of police violence happens along Central Avenue. Okay. Um, and uh, Central Avenue used to be Route 66. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> oh, I never thought are. of that before. Here we are. Yes. No, well, we like to link our previous episode to the subsequent episode. Yes, so that it's all yeah. one smooth flowing yeah, uh, history of, of Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there was a uh, there was an internment camp in Santa Fe, but not not in Albuquerque. Okay, all right, all right, good to know. There was a POW camp here, though, for Italian prisoners of war, wasn't that was, was that right? And Germans, I think, too. Oh, and Germans. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. And then there was one in Roswell. Um, different, though. They're very different. 
And I think yeah. So next week, next episode, we're going to be talking more about the uh, the the present and future of Route sixty six. Interesting. So what I, what I think is interesting about Route sixty six is that it was a total victim of its own success. That it that it yeah. like yeah. it was so popular that it couldn't accommodate all the traffic that that uh, happened along it. And right. so they're like, cool, we got to widen this into an interstate system that you know yeah. will allow people to go wherever they want and at faster speeds and. Man, it just the essence of it was gone. I wish they hadn't done that. I yeah, I feel like there's ways that could have been avoided. Like, put the freeway twenty miles north or something of of Route sixty six or something. You know, like, do you think that would have helped? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it would have. Most people would have taken that, and then the people that wanted the old highway could still take it. Okay, you so know? it would preserve right. the old Route sixty six. As it is now, it's like obliterated by it in parts, or it's yeah. you know beneath it, or it's uh, you can't take it, it all the way. Yeah, right. it's physically impossible. Right. But you, you guys can't think take it through. People under 18 know what Route 66 is. Sure, they saw cars, right? <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. I wonder. Thank you, Disney. Thank Yeah, Pixar. Pixar. Um, I know Route 66 east of Albuquerque made the news recently because they uh, they paved the road so that it plays God Bless America when you drive over it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't or, gone uh, out there because it sounds horrible. Wow. Oh, beautiful. But, <laughs> is wow. it God Bless America? It's, yeah. it's cool, it's actually. A great, it's a neat idea, but why that song? Give me a break. Yeah, I don't know. Lee Greenwood? Like, no, 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 no. It's not, it's, not, um, it's not the song you're thinking of. You're thinking oh. of God Bless the USA. Oh, I This am. is, oh, beautiful for oh. spacious skies. That's a little better. Yeah, so okay. it's about how beautiful... <laughs> America is not how we're all going to have to pick up guns but, to defend it. But it's like a deist <laughs> Christian perspective on, like, um, you know, it's supposed to be a multicultural country. So it's, a, it's a road that plays a song. It's fine. How cool is I that? Think, you know. well, why not get your kicks on Route 66? Wouldn't that have made way more sense? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they can change the playlist sometimes. Every, I time wonder, they, every time they repave it. Maybe they wanted one that people would recognize. You know, yeah. like everybody had to sing, Oh, beautiful. Is it called Oh Beautiful or no, God I think it's Bless called America? God bless. Are we thinking of the same thing? Da, 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 da. I think we're bad patriots. God Bless America. It is God Bless yeah. America. Not God Bless the USA, which right. is the league. That thing's a one. dirge. I don't know. Like, <laughs> even among patriotic songs, that's kind of down the list. Of one thing I like about that, yeah. though, is I never think about it when I'm driving down there. And oh. so just all of a sudden I'm like, huh, the, the road noise sounds like oh okay it's the song oh interesting yeah so it always catches me off guard I know, it's like I've a nice little up. surprise oh I think I've heard it huh, I have the... to go drive on this yeah it sounds funny I've it's... literally driven it and not noticed it so I, uh, maybe it's not that great I don't know I think yeah. I think it might it might depend on where your tires are oh interesting oh like, like you, you gotta be over on the edge uh-huh. yeah yeah but um yeah I, 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 uh, I want to talk next week a little about um one of the specific places on along Route 66 yeah. Um, what, what part of the are we toward the end of yeah the, I think yeah, so okay. we're, we're, we're close to the end um, here I have a meeting soon so okay <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> oh really yes <laughs> okay. I thought maybe people had things to do I don't know yeah <laughs> Um, no, I, but I mean, I just think it's very interesting, I think, to, to live in Albuquerque mm-hmm. with Route 66 because it's such a thing of the past that's so present here yeah you know it's just, and it is you know, uh, Dunaway says at the end of that interview, he yeah. says uh, it, it's a way to travel back in time on four wheels. Yeah. And I think that's true here. You know, yeah. it, it is a way to connect with the past. Right. And if you research this stuff and get into it, it's like it's just all around you lighting right. up. Like uh, there used to be this rock up in Harris Canyon near what's now the feed store. Mm-hmm. And it was called Elephant Rock. You ever and heard of this, Nora? 
I'm curious. No. No. It was okay. just a big rock that sat uh, beside the side of the road, and a lot of people took pictures with it. I mean, when Route 66 went by stuff, everything became a landmark. There was a just a big boulder it went by. Okay, that's Glacier Boulder. That's now it's on postcards. Yeah, yeah. You know, little religious grottos that had just been for families or something like that suddenly became stops where you mm-hmm. stopped and took pictures. Uh, Elephant Rock was one of those things, and people would paint on the side of it also. And uh, I have a photo in my book somewhere of a... a couple of people standing next to Elephant Rock. Oh, wow. yeah. like, they look like flappers. And oh, uh, they're standing next to it, and there's a sign painted on it, six miles to Queens Rest Camp. Ty went out and found this rock in the weeds once and yeah. like, and went underneath it and got pictures of it. And So now saw, it's all weeded so out. So the, no, the sad story is that in the, uh, in the late 40s, they were transporting a, um, a building, a wide hospital building, into Albuquerque. It, was, it used to be a... Um, it used to be uh, housing for soldiers um, at one of the uh, one of the military bases hmm. in New Mexico, and so after the war they didn't need so many of them, so they were transporting into Albuquerque to use it as a as a hospital unit here somewhere, and they decided that it was too wide to pass by Elephant Rock, so instead of finding an alternate route, they knocked Elephant Rock off of its pedestal, and now it lies in a ditch um, by the the feed store that that Mike mentioned. Um, And you can go see it now. It's still there, sadly, in the weeds. And yeah, um, if you kind of poke around it, there's a way that you can kind of look under it and you can see the remnants of an old advertisement, you know, probably talking about some some tourist Mm -hmm. rest spot. Some local told me once, too, that it never ended up being in the way, that they could have gotten by without knocking it yeah. off. Such a I, I think it would be a really cool project of our podcast to get this thing put back. We, we need to talk oh. to the feed store sometime and get a crane to donate yeah. its services and put it back. Wouldn't that be awesome? But anyway, I brought it up because there was a sign on the side in this photo I have of it from uh, 1930s sometime, six miles to Queens Rest Camp, 6200 mm-hmm. East Central. And I found where that was. It's right where those food trucks park uh, by that Mercado, it's like oh. it's like Central and maybe Louisiana. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. Tom and I went there once for. Oh, food. so that would be Talin, right? right? The Talin Market, if that's. Uh, yeah, it's near that. that. Is it is kind of near that. Yeah, I think. But Mar and I were there once, and we saw a big drug deal. Oh. <laughs> we, we were like, yeah. we were like, what's that guy doing over there with those binoculars? What are those people doing with those duffel bags? What's oh that my car gosh. doing? It was like, oh, yeah. we need to leave right now because we're going to get murdered. Yeah, drug deals that involve binoculars yeah. don't That's hang out there. Like, the food truck food was good, but still. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's the thing is that part of that part of Central Avenue is is known for having some uh, unsavory yeah. aspects to it. Yeah, but Queens Rest Camp was um was uh it was just a place you could park and they had like hookups for, you know, cars and so on and whatever whatever people needed to uh you know, have basic services and so on and you, know, you could have a fire pit and so on. They cool. still have hookups in that part of town. Oh yeah, well, it's a little different. That's see? <laughs> that's another pun for you. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess. <laughs> it's too bad. Um, yeah. Hey, so I like your idea about raising um, raising Elephant Rock. Awesome. Let's make that a personal project Let's of the uh, of the City on the Edge podcast. I love it. Let's we'll do sell it. T-shirts that say yeah. "Raise the Rock." Raise the Rock. Yeah, it'll yeah. have a picture of Elephant yeah. Rock. Uh, maybe that picture there. Yeah, so yeah. Raise the Rock, and all proceeds will go towards our insane little project of awesome. raising Elephant Rock. That's oh. a really well, some good of the some idea. of the you like that? Yeah. 
Maybe some of the proceeds will go to help to helping us uh, advertise the podcast as we well. We gotta right? translate or, that or to German. Or something charitable to justify this to the public. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, like, Not and, all and profits. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, so next week we're going to talk about other aspects of Route sixty six. Is yeah. this right? Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nora, are you going to make it? You going to be here? Yeah. Should awesome. Be here, yeah. I'll be here. You have any all final right. thoughts on uh, Route sixty six, Nora? I want to go and find out more now. Nice. And look at all the signs. Yeah. Oh, there's so many beautiful signs there. Yeah. Um, which ones do you think people should look out for? Best Route 66 signs. Let's think. Um, I love that that Mountain Lodge one up in mm-hmm. the canyon. I think that's fantastic. Um, I like. Uh, I mean, I used to, you know, it's hard for me to me to tell what's what's new. What's, oh, what's that? Uh, Westward Ho. And it's like uh, a, a saguaro, oh, yeah. with, yeah. a, with yeah. a neon. Like I love that one. I think that's great. Every time I see that, I'm like, cool. The Danza Lodge has a pretty oh, yeah. decent sign, although of course it's not lit up at night. Yeah. Um, Elvado Hotel. Oh, they oh, took yeah. that. They took that sign away. That that's at the Albuquerque Museum now. You can go see oh, it. Yeah. The chemo would have been a part of Route 66, I think. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. 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 Like the, that seems that's like very iconic for, for that area. And it's got a beautiful sign now. Yeah. It's a restored sign. Oh, that's true. To look like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. Do you guys have any like specific memories or anything of 66? Like, should we get more into that at all? Like, I'm trying to think if I have any. Like, Maybe we should save that for next time. Save it for next time. Okay, yeah. Let's do that. As we transition into the present and the future. All right. Sounds good. Well, Nora, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for I having hope this me. becomes a regular thing. Seriously. Um, thanks to David Dunaway for his excellent interview. Uh, what's his website? www.davidkdunaway.com. Okay. I think you forgot a W there. Did I? I think I think you only did two W's. I think I did. You're going to send people to porn if you do that. <laughs> it's three W's <laughs> okay. for anyone who's Get confused. <laughs> w- if you're still w- typing W's in, <laughs> don't forget the HTTP <laughs> colon backslash. The W stand for World Wide Web because oh, yeah. it's a great web that connects oh, us all across the world. the other way around. Yeah, the HTTP HTTP colon backslash no backslash www. Yeah, I don't know what that actually stands for. Yeah. So. Anyway, give this new internet <laughs> thing a try. Let us know if it works for you. Uh, and check back in, uh, in about two weeks, and we'll uh, we'll go into the present and future of Route 66. Thanks for listening, everyone. We do have a Patreon account. We do have a Patreon account. We've actually gotten some more donations lately, which is nice. So thank anybody. Oh, you know, one person that we should thank is the Citizens Media Group, or, um, who gave us a, a generous donation recently. They're awesome. Um, Group hug. Yay. I feel like we're still good back there.